With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oi, oi, oi. It's three points in the gaff and we're back again for the final one of 2021, people. Do you know what I mean? But listen, big up to all of you that are tuning in. Festive period and all that. Do you know what I mean? I know a lot of you have got big bellies out there. Well, listen, we've got three big mouths in it and we're going to talk about Manchester we're going to talk about the Manchester football clubs, Man United. I'm here with Jay Motty, big United fan, and I'm here with Manchester City fan, Mike's and myself, Pundit Jay. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, it's been a mad time. As we said last week, the corona and everything. So there's a couple of fixtures that got played. So we're just going to get straight into it. Do you know what I mean? No time to waste around there. So, yeah, listen, let's start with the United match because away at St. James's Park it's always been one of them games from the Kevin Keegan days and all that do you know what I mean I love it if we beat them days do you know what I'm saying so here it is we're back at St. James's Park Ralph Ragnick he's had two wins Motty how did you find the match at St. James's Park it was just to give a bit of context there I mean, I mean I'm actually away this, this week so I'm in a pub in Taunton if people can hear a yeah. bit of background noise and wondering what's going on there Motty's, <laughs> Motty's gaff um, yeah. honestly awful bro it, the game was awful it was painful to watch um couldn't string three or four passes together. Simple things like, you know, just like five-yard passes, not picking up your man, making silly decisions defensively, not playing out the back properly. And it, we just looked all over the place. And, I can, you know, I understand he's a new manager coming in. He's bringing in a new system, this 4 Players are playing in different positions. You know, you've got Greenwood out of position where usually plays. You've got Marcus more of a striker rather than as a, as a part of a three. But there's no excuses for just getting simple things wrong. And it was it was a hard watch. You know, I was watching yeah. it. I was just getting frustrated and getting angry. And I'm not usually that guy who's like constantly angry and shouting at, at, the, at the players or whatever. But I find myself doing it more and more recently. And I think what today's shown me, what the game against Newcastle has shown us all, is how much work there is to do. Because I, I'm going to have all my hands up. You know, people who listen to, have listened to this podcast will know. After the Crystal Palace game, especially that first half, I think I got a little bit carried away and thinking, okay, he's already started putting his stamp on this team and, you know, he's, he's you can see what he's trying to do and, and we're getting there. And then the warning signs were against Norwich because it wasn't a good performance against a very bad Norwich team. And Newcastle yeah. have been dreadful. They've won one out of 19 games and we were... We were yeah, I saw Motty. 
Go on, bro. So are you are you happy with the fourth two two two, or do you reckon you should change it? Like, what are you? Is, is it is it is it that that's that's frustrating you, or what, or or is it something else? No, do you know what? Right, and maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but I think if as a professional footballer playing for Manchester United, you should be able to adapt to a new system. I might take a little yeah. while, but you should be able to do it. I don't think a manager should say, I want you to play in this position or I want you to play in this system. And then after three weeks, if you're not getting it, change the system. I think the players have got to step up and look. And, and let's have it right. He's not asking like strikers to play in defence or midfielders to play in, in goal. He's asking them to play a little mm. bit differently or a little bit out of position when so they're you playing. So, they so you're basically, yeah, so you're basically saying that the players have got a lack, a, a lack of intelligence then? I, I, it sounds harsh when you put it like that, but a little bit. <laughs> Might as well say bit, how it yeah. is, bro. Well, you know, like, yeah. you know, a little bit, because I'm sorry, it's not like he's asking, he's, he's, he's asking for, for me something that's too far-fetched or too ridiculous. And I think these players, yeah. are, these are top-level players. They're playing for one of the biggest clubs in the world. We were second in the Premier League last season. We've, you know, we're through to the last 16 in the Champions League. You should be able to adapt. You should be able to play differently. Not just, oh, well, I can only play in this one position. And if a new manager comes in, then like, I can't cope with that. So I'm a little bit disappointed it's taking a while to get going because we've played some poor teams so far. We've played Palace, Norwich and um, uh, Newcastle in the Premier League where Palace are OK, Norwich are poor and Newcastle are poor. And yet we've been very bad against two of those very poor teams and it isn't good enough. You know, I hear you. Do you know what I mean? For me, I, like I said, it, it, with Newcastle, United just look like the relegation mates, innit? And obviously, De Gea, I, I, I'll leave him alone, De Gea. Maguire, ever so s- slow on the ball, bro. I'm seeing him walk with the ball, take it. I counted up to eight seconds at one time. Do you get me? I got mad. Do you know what I'm thinking? What's this guy yeah. doing? Release the ball quick. McFred, we know about McFred. I've gone on about him for how many years? Do you know what I mean? That's just there. That's just blatantly obvious for any, not even United fan, for any fan to no, watch that midfield know, and look at them too. Do you know what? Go on, bro. You just reminded me, and I forgot. We made John Joe Shelby look like Prime Perlo. I'm seeing him, <laughs> honestly, picking out passes, pinging it about, running with the ball. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? This is John Joe Shelby. This is a player who's barely Premier League level. And we're making him look like one of the best prim- uh, midfielders well, I've ever seen. You know, it's embarrassing. Myself, if someone said to me, Pundit, you can have John Joe Shelby or Scott McTominay, I'll tell you something. I'm thinking about it, you know. So That's these, these are the levels. These, these are the levels we're dealing with. Do you know what I mean? It's not it's not a simple, oh, yeah, I'm just going to take McFred. Do you know what I mean? Over my man. So we've got to look at Billy Gilmore. It was at Norwich that, that, that done him in as well. But what actually yeah, talking about Ronaldo? Yeah. What I'm talking about Ronaldo, yeah, because Ronaldo scores goals, yeah, but we've got to start getting real with this guy, yeah? And he's come back, he's 36. Yeah, he's, he's given us some good moments and everything like that. But really and truly, yeah, I'm watching the build-up play. So I'm going to get a bit technical. Now, I'm watching the build-up play now for United. I'm thinking to myself, okay, Where's my focal point? Now, I'm seeing Ronaldo drift, right? And I'm seeing Mason. Mason's a drifter as it is. So when I'm watching the forward line, I'm thinking, okay, I see Delot. He gets the ball. He looks up. He's looking for someone. And Ronaldo, because he's not got that sprightly about, he's not making 15 runs in one action or whatever he's doing, because he's not got that about him anymore. The, 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 the forward line becomes a bit static. Do you get me? And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, do you know what, Ronnie? Yeah, you're a top, top hand. No one can take anything away from him. And I rate Ronaldo. But I'm just saying for this particular team and the way Ralph kind of wants to play or he talks like he wants to play, I'm not too sure, do you understand me, whether I'll, he's going to have to sort that out because I think that the forward line, and listen, remember when Pep had Aguero and sat Aguero down on the bench, you know? This is big, big man Aguero who bang goals in every single season. He sat him down on the bench because he wasn't doing what he wanted him to do, do you understand? And I feel like that decision is going to come sooner or later for um, for Ronaldo. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think it's just something we've got to watch. But before we dip off United, Bruno is doing my head in, Motty. 
I'll tell you I've the truth, he's doing my I've seen thing. this. I see, you t- I see you tweet about it. Go on. Yeah, man, he's doing my head in, bro, because I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, listen, lad, play the simple pass. You've got my man who's right next to you. Give it him. Pass and move. Go and find a new space. But what he's doing is getting his head up. He's looking. He's looking. He's looking for that Hollywood ball, bro. He's scanning every single minute. He's scanning for the Hollywood ball. Nah, mate. Just keep it simple and give it to another man in red because a lot of the time he's he's doing that and he's giving it away. Do you know what I mean? Or the ball's rolling under his foot or, or the pass that he's trying to make. It's not getting there. And I, and I feel like and I feel like he has to sort that out, man. Yeah, he, yeah. He's got to tight, tighten up his game. Listen, he's got all the stats like we said last week. But when it comes to intelligence and ability on the ball, technical ability and executing a good pass, do you understand me? Then it's, if someone asked me the other day, would I take Odegaard over Bruno? I'll tell you what, I think about it. Because when you're talking about a traditional 10, operating in the final third of a football pitch, you've got to be doing more than Hollywood passes. Do you know what I mean? So, well, I, yeah, it's what it is. Just on that spot, sorry, I'm, so from my perspective, obviously, I, this is the first game I've seen under the, uh, is it Ralph? Ralph, starting already. What's his name? What's his name? We've been on, we've done a few weeks since he's been here, and I've heard about the uh, the Gen Gen pass and all that from Pundit. And <laughs> gone and all that stuff. So I tuned in today. Christmas festivities. City played. You know, tuned into the game against uh, Newcastle you know, to get to get a, get a view in first hand viewing of this. Gen Gen business, you've been rocking and rolling about on here for the last couple of weeks and all that. I'll be honest with you, I, I, I just thought that could have been Ollie under that, that United jacket there, it, to me. From what I see mm. on that pitch there, there wasn't much that I thought, well, where's the new stuff I've been hearing about on the old pod and that? Like, what's going on? I didn't see much of it. But is that, you said there's questions there around um, the Ronaldo thing. It looks like he's decided, is Wan-Bissaka injured? No, he's on the bench today. There was, there was, he was injured, didn't he hurt himself? And then he's since then the lows come in, done quite well, relatively well. Um, and he's 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 just not been in, not been put back in the team basically. Wan Bissaka, I think he's got to earn his yeah. way back in there. So so just like you say, he says he's made a few decisions in terms of who he's gonna go with in terms of uh, personnel starting games and that. But like I said, I was watching this against Newcastle, and I thought. I tell you what, this is the first time I've seen New Sackles bring like five or six passes together in a football match all season. And, <laughs> you know, the press thing didn't seem to be coming off. So, what what, what should I be looking for, Pundit? Because am I missing something? Nah, I'll be honest with you, bro. Like, if you watched that game there today, you wouldn't have saw Ralph Ragnick's imprint on United Real Talk. That, that was not a Ralph Ragnick team football performance. And to be honest with you, against Norwich, we didn't see Ebo. We saw it in parts in the first half an hour versus um, Crystal Palace. But since then, we've not really seen it like that. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it was awful, bro. It was dead. It, there was nothing going on. It, and you're right. It could have been Ollie out there. It could have been on a, re- on a real level. Do you know what I mean? I can't sit here and say to you, do you know what? That was definitely Manchester United gen-gen pressing. But I didn't see no gen-gen press, bro. Do you get me? None of it whatsoever. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we've got to be honest in it. Like, I don't even blame you for what you said, well, I've, I've heard a lot about defensively as well. I tell you what, <laughs> see, Maximum looked like he was having a fielding. I mean, <laughs> he's picking up the ball in areas. Goal that goal is goals to pass you both. You set a backs there to stick it in the top bin. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just interesting watching it. Like you said, we had a lot. You've had 16 days rest, it, it was all gearing up for a, 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 a round. all right. But let me ask you something, Mike. Though, when a, when a team has 16 days off, would do you think? That team's expected to be rusty, or I—I'll be honest with you. I'm I here on side that you need to be playing 
week on week or week to get a rhythm, to be honest with you. I think that whole rest thing is, I'm, I'm one of them. You tend to get into a more of a rhythm when you're playing. But I suppose yeah. if your team's not in a rhythm and there isn't a, how can I put it? Because you guys at the minute are still trying to work out how you're playing. So that was, it, it weren't like you was on a roll there where you were flowing and it was just everybody knows what they're doing kind of thing. So actually, mm. I thought that break might have helped you a bit more. Got one or two players that have been on long-term injuries, a bit fresher, giving you your senior members up the top end of the pitch a bit of a rest. And that, mm. you know, in Giovanni's yeah. and Ronaldo and that. Um, but yeah, so it's one of those, isn't it? It just depends on where you're coming from. From from United perspective, I thought the rest may have helped you. But from a personal perspective, I feel playing week in, week out gets you into a groove and a rhythm, gets a fitness up and all that. And he's, he, he, that works out to be more of an advantage. Yeah, no, I hear that. I hear that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, one or draw for Man United versus versus New, Newcastle and that. Do you know what I'm saying? So moving on though from that. Yeah, so obviously like the January transfer window is coming up now, isn't it? And for United, like obviously there was some, there's been some poor performances this season already from United. Um, you've got guys like Martial that are telling guys he wants to leave and that. So, what are you saying, Motty? Anthony Martial, a good parting makes sense, or, or or keep him and force him to stay and see how his contract. <laughs> Mate, do you know what? Right, I love. I, there was a time when I loved Martial. You know, his debut against Liverpool, the, the goal in the, the FA Cup semi final against Everton, some of his performances over you know over the last few years, well, especially earlier on in his career, a couple of goals in a derby and what have you. But we've got to be realistic. I mean, you know, the kid scored four Premier League goals last season. He scored 50% mm. of his Premier League goals against Southampton in a 9-0 win against the 10-men. <laughs> like, that's not okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, and if you're going to take that responsibility and be given that number nine shirt and be made to be the main striker, you, you need to be progressing. You need to be kicking on. He had a 23-goal season two seasons ago. And then when yeah. you thought, okay, this is it, then he, he drops four Premier League goals in a full season. And then you yeah. think, okay... And I said it, I said it in the summer. I said, the only way I think he's got a future is if he comes out of the blocks in, in this season and just starts yeah. banging in goals and showing what he's about. And okay, he got one against Everton. But other than that, he hasn't really done anything, has it? And I feel a little bit sorry for him because I think there's been times when he hasn't had the best treatment by managers. There was a time when he was doing okay and then Jose dropped him. We bought in Sanchez, that sort of stuff. But you can't make keep making excuses for him. And so, I've got to be so really you... honest. Go on, go on, go, go on, bro. bro. I was just no, going to say, say, are you... Are you are you upset that he's asked to leave? Like, in terms in, in terms of his mentality, a, a little bit because I'm a, I'm I'm of the opinion. I've said this before, right? Four seasons ago, whenever it was, it was 2018, I think it was. Sanchez came in, and I said that Anthony Martial had to earn his way back into the team, fight your way back into that team. Don't just spit your dummy out, but put in yeah. performances when you get your chances, right? And fight your way back in, and he did. He got back into the team, and Lukaku came and went. Sanchez, when it was like, you know, Martial saw him off, basically, and you thought, OK. But if he's not willing to do that, then, yeah, he's got a goal. So I'm a little bit disappointed because he's done it before and I thought he could do it again. But he's one of those players when, if he's not playing well, he's frustrating to watch because you don't see the so... energy from him. You just don't. And that's one the thing, like, you think, OK, it's not going well for you. At least put a shift in, at least try, you know, try and make things happen. And at times he looks like he just doesn't want to be there. And obviously, from what he said, he doesn't. So if he doesn't want to be there, yeah. then I'm sorry to say, yeah, like, time to move on. It, but yeah, do, do, do on. you not think there's a bigger issue at play here? Right. So he's on the age bracket now, 26. There's a few 
Others in that dressing room that are around that age bracket, 26, 27, 28, even 25, I'd throw in there as well. Yeah. I think he sat there and made a conscious decision. Spent a couple so long. For so long now, there's been no direction on the style of play. He's had, what, has he had three different managers? None uh, of them yeah. have known what to do with him. So there's not been a manager appointed. Four, this is his four This now. is how we're going to go about it. One sec. This is how we're going to go about it. This is your role in the team. So he's yeah. not had any of that. So he's thought, actually, we've got a new guy that's coming from Spartak Moscow. Yeah. <laughs> what? Locomotive, as you well know. He's got, he's, got, he, well, he's got his ideas and that. And he's asking him to start charging about. He's, he's probably thinking, well, what's my role here? Because I haven't got another three years of making this work. Because, like you say, he's in them, them prime years now. So he might be thinking, nah. I've seen all this before with managers before that have come in with a philosophy, even though this guy's not the long-term answer. So then the long, the, the bigger issue that I'm talking about is, is he not going to be the first one to think, here we go again, another person in here that's just same old, same old. You know, we've got a new manager here that's going to come with his ideas, but it doesn't really seem solid. Not really coming with anything that I'm looking at and thinking, actually, you know, this is Pep Guardiola, someone that I can, I've seen yeah, but- him been here and done it. So yeah, but Mike, you know, you've got Pogba in that dressing room, you've got others in that dressing room now that might be thinking he might be the trigger, Martial, to lead the revolution out of there. <laughs> so it might be a bigger problem than you think. I mean, I'd yeah. be, be surprised if that happened. I mean, it's not, you know, beyond the realms of possibility. I don't think that. And also, he had a manager. Do you think Pogba, right? you think it's beyond the realms of possibility, Pogba also stepping No, no, no. I think, beyond, I think, I, I said it's not beyond the realms of possibility. I said I just don't think it's likely that he leads a revolution. I think the players that are gonna go are gonna go. We know Pop was going. He's had five and a half years to sign this deal. He ain't gonna sign it now when he can sign a new deal somewhere else next week. Let's let's be realistic, yeah. Marshall, though, the sad thing for me is he had a manager who put faith in him. In Oli. Oli made him the number nine. Oli dropped 89 million pounds, or sorry, 80 million pounds Romelu Lukaku, got rid of Sanchez and made Martial his main man. He said, You're my number nine. Rashford plays off you. Bruno plays off you. Pogba plays off. You're the main guy. Did you ever feel that? Do you ever? Did you ever feel that was genuine? Really? Of course. He gave him a foot. He gave him a, what? A, a two no. seasons. No. Two listen. Seasons, no. And he didn't. Listen. He, he didn't deliver in the second season under Ollie. That's the. Listen. That's the, I don't believe that. I don't believe that was genuine, yo. I do. I believe was genuine. But that he wanted Haaland. Now let me tell you something. You tried to get Haaland, yeah, in that window. I think, and he, and, and I think it was the winter window. Right, yeah. so if you're yeah. going for Erling Haaland, that tells me you're and you already you already had Martial on on the books. If you're going for Haaland, yeah. that tells you that manager doesn't really believe in you like that. Do you get me? Because he shouldn't be looking at a next man if that's the case. Do you understand? No, do you with Martial, what, though, go on, go on, go on. I was just going to no, say, with, with got to be, be stronger than that little pundit. You know that. Like, you can't be saying, "Oh, we're looking at another striker. I'm not going to play my players be- the, the to the best of my ability." No, nah, I agree. Clubs, I listen. And hey. I'm not saying you, you know, you think that, but if if you're going, you're the main man at United, and they're going right. We're looking at Ireland. I'm thinking, bring in early Ireland. Not an issue. I'll either play alongside him, or he'll be on the bench because no one's taking my shirt. Not well, yeah, they're, but they're that's but that's Ireland, the team with Martial. I'm, I'm done here now. I'm I'm not bothering. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but like, that's the team with Martial. Because I said to Mike's, yeah, was it last season, Mike's? I said to you, listen, everybody's in this Martial party house. Jumping, jumping up and down. I am not in that house. I'm at the doorstep. I'm not going into Martial's house, cheering up and down, saying he's the man, he's the man, until I see some consistency. And yeah. guess what? 
Fast forward a year, I've not seen any consistency. So for me, it's time's up. If for me, his mentality is a bit weak. For me, a manager doesn't a manager doesn't go on the pitch and hold your hand. You've got to go out there and deliver, no matter who's the manager. Because if he was at Real Madrid, he'd have a manager every season. If he was at Chelsea, he'd have a manager, a manager every other year. Do you get me? So for me, I just think, Marty, I think it's time for him to go. And I don't think he's ever been that guy, to be quite honest with you. Do you know what I think has happened as well that people don't sort of acknowledge or realise with him? Because I don't know, maybe it's his, his persona or whatever. There's a massive confidence issue there. There is. And I'll tell you why I think this. Because you look at some of these chances he had last season against Leeds, against Paris Saint-Germain, against Burnley. You know that ball over the top against Burnley? Against City. Yeah. Like, they're easy chances. I, I don't see a footballer who's trying to miss or can't suddenly forgot how to finish. I see a player who's lost his confidence, doesn't believe in himself in yeah. front of goal anymore. Because these some of these chances, bro, like the ones against PSG, oh my gosh, what, six yards out and he skies it. You saw the one against City, and I know he got man of the match at the Etihad, but that one way he went through, it was a sitter and he misses it. Against Leeds, yeah, but, sitters. Yeah. Like, that's, that for yeah. me is a confidence. But you've also, really but we've also, we've all, yeah, but we've also got to lay blame at United's door because let's be honest, yeah, he's trying to make his way in the game and they're bringing in top-notch strikers and taking his shirt off him. The t- they give, they give, who is it? Imavimovic, 37-year-old Imavimovic is, is his number when he first came. And then they brought in, he was the next one, Lukaku then came in, Lukaku. sort of shifted him wide. Yeah, I, I mean, and then yeah. and then now they've brought in, yeah. and now they've brought in Ronaldo, who, so he yeah. can't play down the middle. So as much as, yeah, Martial's got a weak mentality and probably needs to move to a Cat B club where he can be the main guy, I, I fully agree that that's what Martial needs to do. He's also, from United's point of view, has not really been given the platform to go again. Go again, son. We're not going to come bring in someone to take away your shine. Do you get me? Like, City now, I don't think are going to bring in anybody that's going to stop Foden's progress. Do you get where I'm coming from? So, you've got to understand where, how can I put it, you've got to understand where a club values you and I don't think United have valued Martial to a certain point. And I, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with United because to be valued, you have to show yourself consistently though. You get me? If you don't yeah. show yourself consistently, then people will start asking questions. So it is what it is. I mean, it sounds I, like Cavani's staying as well. I hated it last season because every time I had a, a, an argument with any Arsenal fan or anyone like that about Aubameyang or whoever, they're going, bro, look at Martial, look at your number strike, look at how many goals he got this season, two or whatever. And I was like, you know, it's hard to defend it. Yeah. And I think what will happen yeah. with Martial is I think he'll go to a Leon or a... Sevilla or something like that. You get me, and then they'll probably pop up, yeah, and start banging in goals and all that. Do you know what I mean? But that's that's that, that's just the way football goes because it happened with with the pie as well, in it. Do you know what I mean? But we spoke on that last week. But Mike's, let's talk about City, in it. Like City at home to Leicester, that was a roller coaster game, bro. Talk to me. I, I, was you in there? Or you? Oh no, you weren't there, was you? No, nah, I didn't get in there. I didn't get in there the weekend. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was. It's a typical Boxing Day kind of fixture where loads of goals and stuff like that. And like you said, after 20 minutes or so, your first half and that 4-0 or whatever it was, and you're thinking, we are looking the business at the minute. Like, mm. we're taking apart a Leicester team that are considered next in line to join the top four guys at the top mm. of the league and that, and we're taking them to the absolute cleaners. So, yeah. Absolutely no complaints whatsoever about that first half. Like you say, the football was free-flowing. I'll tell you what as well, special mention, I give him some stick. Ryan Sterling was absolutely frightening. When he plays well, yeah. like, when, he, when, he, when he's on that type of form, he, he's unstoppable, he's unplayable. And, and that's a Ryan Sterling I want to see between now and the end of the season. And if you ask me, I think on a few pods ago, you said, would you let Ryan Sterling go? On that type of form, he gets in the team. <laughs> you know, mm. We haven't got anyone that 
I, 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 we haven't got anyone in the team that is as lightning pace, has got a lightning pace like he has and goes past defenders like with pace, with blistering pace. Mares yeah. tricky, does it different. Folding can go past players as well. So can Bernardo Silva. But they all do it in their own different ways. And that type of sharp, that winger with a burst of pace that gets a yard on the, on the defender. Sterling's got that when he's flying and he's on form. It, 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 it's scary. You just wouldn't want to play against it. Do you know what, yeah. though, Mike? Mike's, I've got a bone to pick with you, bro. Like, you was always waxing lyrical about Bernardo Silva, right? So I stuck him in my fantasy team, yeah, and he was doing good for me. And then I see all these goals <laughs> flying in at the Etihad, right? Goals and goals, and I'm thinking, oh, Silva's got to be involved in this. Got to at least give me a few fantasy points. Yeah. <laughs> like no, everyone who didn't score. Everyone yeah. scored except him. I was like, what's going he's, on here? He, do you know what's weird? At the moment, he's not. He's playing quite well still, but he's not. What's the word? He's not right in the thick of the action. He's doing different roles, and that's the thing, Pep. He's not always being asked to play in the same position. And I think that with any player, if you're playing consistent and you're playing in the same area, they pick the same same position. It's easier to be more consistent. But sometimes they'll play deeper. Sometimes they'll play higher up. Sometimes they'll play further out wide. Sometimes they'll play a bit more central. So he's, he's constantly being asked to do different things. He's still playing well. And he's generally yeah. playing the pass before the assist. Which yeah. You don't get any points for that. The one, he's deliberate. He's seen that. He's, having a, he's, like, he's trying to make my life a misery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, though? Going back to the Sterling thing, though, Mike's, yeah? See the movement for, for his goal, yeah? Them six, listen. Six-yard box, low cross. Sterling tapping, it's cash money out here. I'm telling you now, you don't you don't miss a trick when Sterling's doing it, but it's not by coincidence. Because you know what? When I started seeing Sterling do all this type of thought, now nah, I need to study this guy because I don't believe he's just in that moment just, just, just because he's there every single time. Do you get me? But when you watch Sterling carefully, people, listen, watch Raheem Sterling's goal. Go back and look at his tappings, yeah? His movement to be in that position at the right time, it's technical and it's lovely and it's intricate. You get me, and I think he, I think you're right, Mike. You should be applauded for it. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes the little things you're out here, yeah, they don't get noticed and they don't get applauded. Do you know what I mean? It's always the long range efforts or the yeah, the the, the back, what what the overhead kicks and the and the top corner goals and all that. But the simple things, if you do the simple things well, let me tell you something, yeah, you're a top player in it. And Sterling, as much as he's got his faults and all that, he's a top player. Do you know what I mean? And I know those tapping goals are not by coincidence. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Can't, can't, I've got a can't. Everything you said there, I've got an echo. Uh, what I would say though, onto the second half. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I did. I lost the plot. Me. Um, yeah. Can you imagine? I started losing the plot. Me. I, I, I was thinking, what the hell is going on here? But um, yeah, it's one of the, even though I did lose the plot of it. It was more about we started not doing the right things and things became sloppy. A lot of their goals came on us giving the ball away and them getting on getting, getting out. Now, nah, but Mike's though. Mike, you're not gonna you're not gonna talk and not give Madison props, you know. He was running that midfield for a hot twenty minutes, you know. You gotta give him his dues, bro. He, I seen him turning man and dubbing man and threading through balls and taking the ball on his back foot and spinning past man and I seen Concello doing roly polies and all that. My man's threading the fillet. Man, Madison was on one against City for that twenty five minute spell, bro. Do you get me? I thought, nah. Do you know what? Yeah, he's on it. Center of the park doing his thing and City fell apart. I couldn't believe what I was watching myself, bro. Do you get me? So what are you just blaming that on errors? Yeah, well, Madison played all right. He played all right. Um, <laughs> there's a rigging, there's a rigging endorsement. 
Wow. He played well in that. And I like to say, and that's why I was, you know, Clara's really on Ryan Fernandino to clamp someone when they started getting a bit too up of the station and that. <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, yeah, I just, I, it was errors for me. We got sloppy, gave the ball away, and he got on break. And I didn't see Madison exploited the space. He played, he had, he had a decent 20 minutes and that. But, yeah. Uh, um, and yeah, that, that goal where I think it was the third one where Edison tried mm. to tip it over the bar, similar to what uh, that save that the uh, Haya made against Newcastle, which was a great save as well, by the way. He tried to tip yeah. it over the bar, but it's like it connected with his arm wrong and just dropped it. The middle of the six yard yeah. box and giving the actual tapping on the floor. Am I really mm. gonna? I, I started thinking of all kinds of excuses for the pod. You know what? I've been there with them ones. I thought, geez, what? How am I gonna get out of this here now? Because there's no way I'm going on there if we get beat by four. No, but uh, yeah, it, yeah. In the end, we just, we hey. just back up again, didn't hey. we? Hey, I tell you what, yeah, Pep, Pep after that match, as much as he would have been happy with the three points, he would have been fuming in that changing room, bro. Do you know, there's no way Pep likes a game where his team are not in control, innit? And for that 25 minutes, City were in control and props to Leicester. They tried to come back in the game. But you know what? The Porte header took the game away from him and whatever else happened. It's another six goals for Manchester City. And also, I'll touch on certain mics because, boy, over the last few weeks, I've heard a few idiots talking about City are boring and all that. Do you get me? What are you saying about that? A City too good? Is that all it is? Are these uh, men just upset? Yeah, it's just pure and utter jealousy, isn't it? I, I find it quite funny, actually. You, know, I've got mm. bit, you, you can go on Twitter or any of the socials and just scroll and that, and the majority you'll hear all kinds of stuff about City and that, and if it's not um, the stuff that they're talking about. People, do you know what's mad? It's funny, right? Go on. It's modern-day football fan like to talk about everything apart from what goes on on the actual flipping pitch these days. And I find it quite funny. So, like you say, you've got um, City are boring without any substance. You ask them why it's all because they just keep winning. All right. Talks about the game. They, can't, they don't know because they're not watching that because they're spending half the time online. Then they're all financial experts. There's a lot of financial experts out there. Uh, I've got yeah. a lot to say about that. You've got a lot of political experts. It's just, yeah. So I, yeah, it's I, awesome. I, I actually find it quite funny in that. And like I say, for me personally, uh, this is the greatest football I've ever seen in the Premier League, never mind that Man City. So I'm loving every minute of it and I'm just glad it's our club that are playing it, to be honest with you. Um, again, like I say, broke another record, one of the most games in a calendar year. I mean, these are mean feats. And we're going to look back. Uh, I think I've said it on here before. We're going to look back in years to come when, when Pep moves on and, and start appreciating these records. But I just know with this generation, we tend not to appreciate when you're in the midst of something, it's one of them things where you're going to look back and go, bloody hell, what Pep was doing there was just phenomenal and that City team was phenomenal. So, yeah, I, it's a load of nonsense for me. Do you, know, uh, do you know what it is as well, mate? It's like, I mean, you know me, I don't like City, obviously. And I, I prefer the days when you had David and Ian Brightwell playing for you, to be honest with you, than this. But <laughs> I'm not going to come on here and go, City are boring when you're banging in six goals and stuff like that. That's just, and every player on the pitch is getting involved in the goals. It's, it's a nonsensical thing. But I think what I've I've seen a little trait of this, and I think it is a bit of an online thing where people try and act like the smartest person in the room that spotted the thing that everyone else hasn't seen. So yeah. they'll watch a six-three and go, do you know what actually? City are boring. Or they'll watch, you know, a player banging an actrick and say, actually, he played poorly. Do you know like little things like that? And I think mm. I see a lot of it and I'm like, it's trying to look for something that's not there. 
And there's listen, yeah. if you want to start having digs at City, fair enough, but th- that's not the way to go for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, nah, yeah, you know, like, the, yo, come on, they've just had a 6 3 nah, game, real? which isn't even the first 6 3 game you've had this season. You're banging in goals all over the pitch. It's it's not that one. It's not the one oh, the boring. Why? Because they keep winning football matches. Come on, man. That's what that's what it's about. I mean, if you're winning games one nil, like you know what I mean, then okay, grinding out results and just doing it like you know, Arsenal back in the late eighties used to do. I get it. <laughs> but it ain't one of them, is it? So these arguments, man, they're just I find them tiring. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not yeah, yeah I'm I check not, it. I'm not yeah. a city fan. And I'm like, what are we doing here? What's this argument? Come on, come with something better than this. Yo, listen, so you heard it, people, and it none of that city are boring tags and nonsense in this gaff, do you know what I mean? We're not having none of it, all three of us. <laughs> but listen I mean, you didn't, you didn't think you'd say that, all three of us agreeing on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go for a shower now, I feel dirty yeah. after saying hey. that. <laughs> hey, listen, but Mike's, somebody else who's leaving Manchester or wants to leave or has already left, I don't know where he is at the moment, For um, Ferran Torres off to Barcelona, obviously, um, what's she feeling on that? Someone said to me the other day, the thought that City could have got a lot more money for him. Well, you, I, I think it's a great deal, to be honest with you, doubled your money. He's not going to affect your first team players because a lot of the time he was on the bench anyway. He's a young player. He's going back to his homeland. Is that how you're feeling as well or what? Um, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because I thought he was the next one off the, off the line. Like, you know, players come up that first year, warms in and start graduating. And he was starting to, like, I've seen him to Spain when he's played this season. He started to up the part. I think the thing for me is that I'm a bit... Um, Disappointed about if he's going that you say at the moment he's not nailed down a, t- a spot in the side. But at the moment, if you look at it now in a nutshell, we're moving into the January transfer window. We've opened up a six point gap on the teams in that are competing for the title and a 19 point gap on other teams that thought they might be competing as well. Nice, nice so, nicely done now. <laughs> and so, losing a player, I, I got, he was a good player to bring in, and it's like who. Yep. Who feels what he brings to the team? And I mean, some will say that's what Gabriel Jesus should be doing, but I don't know. I just felt like he had something a little bit more. So I, I, I think what I know fans are seeing where I think we could have got more money for him is he looks like he could be a special talent. And and that's no mean feat in this City team and that. So I think they're thinking, actually, we shouldn't be letting him go at all. If we are letting him go, you know, we should be demanding... I, I, I'm, I'm... Yeah, but let me ask you a question though, Mike. Yeah, because you sound a bit upset about him leaving, which is understandable because you because you could see the potential. But really, I want to ask you a question here now, yeah, because hear me out on this now. Because at clubs like Real Madrid, right, when they had their best team, top team, Ronaldo, Bale, Benzema, the guy, the younger guys, Odegaard, Asensio, and Morata, they had to go. They had to go on loan or they had to get sold because they weren't good enough to take the main guy's spot in it. So what I'm trying to say here, use up a le- um, Sancho's left, Sane's left, Ferran Torres is left. Young players, but these are casualties of having a great team. Not every great talent is going to be in your great team, innit? So what I'm basically asking you is, right, is Ferran Torres that good? Because if he was that good, why is he playing less games than Gabriel Jesus? Number one, if he's that good, yeah, is he any better than Foden? I don't think he is. If he's that good, why did Pep think, do you know what, let me go and spend £100 million on Jack Grealish. He hasn't even kicked a ball at international level or hadn't kicked a ball in the Champions League yet. So at what level is Ferran Torres? And to be honest with you, I rate him. I think he's a good player, but we have to actually take it into context, innit? Because I've got a very top team there. Do you know what I mean? Like, is he good enough to get in your team and be the main guy or be one of the main guys in that team? Honestly, though, that's, that, that, that's kind of like what, the question. So, so, so it, it's work in progress, though. And I think what, what I'm seeing is, 
at the moment, on the face of it, no, he's not. But to go and get someone else to do the Fulham Torres role in this deal market, it's a forty million pound job. In, but I don't think you have. To, but I don't think you have to go in the market. I think you've got Cole Palmer right there. So that, again, got... again, but you, I think, I think you're doing um, Torres a bit of disservice. This guy Why? is probably headlining Spain's attack at the minute. Is a and what have sure. Spain won of late? And what have Spain done of late? What do you mean? What have Spain done? That, that's still a nation with. With Rettable, they've got players... Bro, I, listen, listen. Would you have Morata at City right now? Would I have Morata at City right now? We have right. Torres, he was doing that. No, 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 Mike. Would you have Morata? We don't, we don't need Morata. Yeah, but hold on a minute. Morata, you wouldn't have Morata. I know you wouldn't have Morata at Manchester City leading the line in January. He's the leading striker right now for Spain. Guess who else plays for Spain? Adam Atroyori. Let's not get carried away with this. Oh yeah, he plays for Spain. That means he's good enough for Manchester City. Nah, oh, no, you can't what, do that. What I'm saying is, you've brought Cole Palmer into the argument, and I'm seeing Fernand Torres is on a different level in it currently. That's yeah, but point. I just think he's just ahead of him because he's two years older than him. That's what. That's all I think. I think he's ahead of him just based on experience. He's playing at a higher level in it. So Fernand Torres has already had a year in the first team, won the Premier League title. Um, and then obviously he's 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 playing he's starting regular for Spain in it. So that I'm just saying he's ahead of he's ahead of him. No matter where you want to put on age or anything, he's ahead of him. So that's a different when we we turn the pendulum to to um, to Cole Palmer. We're talking about a different bracket of player in it. So he might in next, yeah. over the course of this year, Cole Palmer might move to fill that void. You get, mm. but mm. there's one less player in the squad, um, and. I don't know. I just felt like Fran Torres, from what I've seen, looked like a real talent. Whereas at the minute, Cole Palmer's still finding his feet, and that, and we'll, we'll find out. Whereas I think Fran yeah. Torres answered a lot of questions that I had. It was all about consistency. Do you think? Do you think yeah. Pep was right then, Mike, to, to sort of let him let him go? You know, you talk about so I, talk about. I know it's different, but we talk about Marshall earlier. You know, he wants to go. Right, he can go. Do you think Pep's so right? I, or should he said no? You, you stay in here. You were under contracts, and you know for the future, you could be a future star or whatever. So I am a believer in. Obviously, I think I'd be talking completely different if we were sat in eighth place in the league, trying to get in the top four and stuff. But I am a believer. If a player, if your team's at the top, flying, doing well, and you're trying to create a, an atmosphere of this is the place to be, you've got you, you hear a lot of players online now, so a dream to go and play for City and that, you know it. If a player comes and knocks you dressing the door and says, yeah, I, I want out, you don't have to stay here. We're going to... I think it sends out a nice message, actually, to, to all those involved. You don't want to be here. You don't have to be, you know? And if, if Ferran Torres... Because he's going to Barcelona where he will be under pressure because they're struggling. And if they fail mm-hmm. to qualify for the Champions League and then he goes and puts his feet up at the end of the season, switches on his telly and sees all the City players bouncing around with another Premier League title... You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's, you, there's different lives, different paths in it. And I get it. Yeah. Going going back home to play at Barcelona is probably, in his head, the pinnacle in it. So I don't knock him. But at the same time, I respect Pep's whole, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. But when you go over places, you'll notice a difference. No, I hear that. And that's, that's alpha male business, that, you know, listen. Because when, you, when you've got that substance and you've got that elite CV, you cannot like that, innit? And people people either follow you or leave. Do you know what, as well? It's it's weird with moves like this, you know, because obviously like Barcelona, it's it is you know you said Mike's there the pinnacle for a lot of Spanish players. That is it, do you know what I mean? That's where you want to go. 
And there might be players that look at City and they go, OK, I want to go to City for a little while, you know, Spanish players or whatever. But eventually, if I get a move to, you know, or if I, if I want to go back home, or whatever, yeah, yeah. I don't want, yeah, I, I don't want the manager to stand yeah. away. Once a kid, yeah, you're not going to do that. We're, what? You, mean, you might mean, man, yeah, we're not a stepping stone for anyone. No, 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 <laughs> no, right? You, you can be a stepping stone or you can be a, 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 a club that a player doesn't want to see his career out on. Anyone, yeah, doesn't Ronaldo matter. Ronaldo did it there, so I get... Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. On, on, Ronaldo yeah. left United when we were the Champions League holders, or he said he wanted to leave, took him to another Champions League final. We won the third Premier League on a spin, and he still left. Because there were certain players that will always want to go to a Real Madrid, a Barcelona, a Juve. That doesn't mean you're a club that's a stepping stone. What I'm saying to you is, there's always going to be a player... If you're Spanish, you might not want to spend the rest of your life in Manchester. That's a fact, Yeah. That's yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You might want to go one day. I want to go and play for Barcelona and go back home. That's nothing to do with having a dig at City or whatever. That could have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have. We'll just have yeah, yeah. But you know, my, my point is, you want to have a message there to players that if you do come here and you want to eventually move on, that's not an issue. Do you know what I mean? Like that's sometimes the message that some managers have with players. It sends out that message yeah. because players don't always go. I'm going to go to City for the rest of my life, or I'm going to go to United or wherever, or even England for the rest of my life. They might go, I'm going to go there and then eventually I want to go back home. And that's just human. That's nothing to do with anything like football. You know, you want to go back home, you might start a family or whatever. And you sometimes have that message. Managers like to send out that message that, do you know what? You come here, if you don't want to stay, you're not part of the team. You're coming at it from the side of, if he doesn't want to sort of knuckle down and stay, he can go. There's the other flip side to that is, if you want to go back home or whatever, we're not going to stand in your way, which I kind of get. That's my point. This isn't about a stepping stone thing. It's about ascending. Yeah, well, that's what it is, isn't it? When you're, when you're, when you're, yeah, when you're a foreign player, then that's always yeah. the case. And it's like when English players go abroad, isn't it? A lot of the time, yeah. they'll probably come back home, like Michael I mean, Owen, I mean, Jonathan I mean, Woodgate. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? All them type of guys. English player that goes abroad for a few years, and then it's like, it's like I've done what I wanted to do. I've gone abroad. I've had a little experience of it. I've done won a few trophies. I come back or whatever. Or I'm homesick. I miss my family. I miss that. So you know what I mean? There's a dub. That's my point. Is there's two sides to it. There's the message to it of. If you don't want to stay here and knuckle down, that's not an issue. And there's also the message of if you come in here and you know you're a foreign player or whatever, you're Spanish, you whatever, and you do eventually want to go back home, I'm not going to be a, the guy that says, no, you ain't moving. Because sometimes that can put other players off. They can think, yeah. oh, no. Because if I, if I do get homesick or do want to move on eventually, they're going to hold me to my contracts and say, no, nah, you ain't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Now, nah, fair point. Do you get me? But Mike, so he's becoming Barcelona's feeder club or what? Aguero's <laughs> gone there. Eric, Eric Garcia's gone there. Do you know what I mean? There was talk of Sterling gone there, going there. Ferran Torres has gone there. Do you know what I mean? Well, go on, you get me? Like, it's a playing Barca nowadays, yeah? Yeah, Do you get me? it could look that way. When you're Premier League mm. champions in that, any players that don't make the court can get sent anywhere you want them to go in it. <laughs> nah, I hear you. Do you know what I mean? So, January business, trans- are you not dipping in the market then for a Ferran Torres um, like, replacement or are you happy with how things are? So, I, I think... There may be a, 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 a similar... To be fair, do you know what, actually? Do you know what we didn't touch on, actually? Just before we just move off that, actually, because you just reminded me. So with that, um, the Brazilian kid was on the bench yesterday. Similar sort of position. So they, they might have been watching him in the under 23s. Is it Kakao Pedals? Is it Kikai or whatever yeah. it's called? Yeah. Um, yeah. They might be looking at him and thinking, actually, over the next six to eight months, this guy could probably move in and fill that void. But I've not seen enough of him to be that call. But in terms of January transfer um, market, obviously the, the key, we've just lost an attacking player in, in Torres if he wants that goals through. Um, so I think that we're not, we can't, we're going to have to show that at some point, whether it's in January or whether it's in the summer. 
um, we're definitely going to have to. Um, yeah, well, well, Pep, Pep said um, the other day in it, like they're not buying a striker in it for now, but at some point we will. But you know something, uh, like you know how bad boy coach you have to be to be doing what Pep's doing, knowing that Aguero was injured, two transfer windows have passed, and he's telling everybody the third transfer window is going to pass, and we're not going to dip in and buy another striker. But guess what? I'm six points top of the Premier League. I've just won the last Premier League, and my team's looking formidable. Do you know how? Do you know how much of a bad boy elite coach you have to be to do that? Because most yeah. managers and most teams will be scrambling around for another number nine the moment Aguero got injured. Do you know what I'm saying? So, do you know what? i got to hold my hands up. Props to Manchester City. They're doing the thing top of the league going into the new year. And they're looking very, very formidable. But talking about formidable, there's been a lot. <laughs> Obviously, fixture pileups and all that thing. Klopp. Jurgen Klopp's moaning. He's been moaning. He's been moaning for years about all this fixture business and all that. Do you get me? Like, what's your take on it? Because... I don't know with Klopp, man. Like, he's always talking. He talks a lot, in it? And he's just all right. He's got a point of view. Cool. He's got, his, he's got his own opinion and all that. But in terms of the traditional Christmas, wintertime fixtures and all that, what are you, man, saying? Is, is, it, is, is it still suitable or do you think it needs, it needs to be changed? So, from my perspective, it's worked um, for, for however many years. Go on, years. go on, Mike. So I'll let you go on. It's, go a, on. It's, a, it's probably one of the best parts of the season when you get into this, the festive period that um, end of December going into the new year and just game after game. And it it, 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 it does separate, like it works a few out because, you know, you, there are some, it's tough, the conditions are tough, you're up and down. And I, 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 it's probably one of my favourite parts of the season, to be honest with you. Um, and yeah. what you find is a lot of um, coaches that aren't used to that way because uh, they shut down for Christmas and it's time for family and whatnot, um, they'll come over and, and that's the first thing they start picking holes in and you just think I wouldn't mind if you just shut up to be honest with you uh, <laughs> and leave it alone because for me nothing wrong with it what, what what I think as well is a lot of coaches get away with not they've got players there that haven't played for like six months and that and mm. reluctant to play them so they're telling a bit of a story about what they feel about their own players within their squads and stuff as well which that's not the Premier League's um, job to manage that, innit? You've been given a mm. list of 25 players, you play them, you know? Yeah, you're basically just saying you don't rate his own players, innit? Yeah, yeah, and it goes on a little bit to like, I think Ralph Radnick came out the other day as well and said we need to probably get rid of, I think that's what he said, get rid of the, the, the League Cup, which, again, I, I'm not sure why that concerns him because he's never been involved in it. You know, he's got here and you guys are out. <laughs> Um, well, first things first, no, Mike. Let me finish. Go on, go on. And then, and I know a lot of pro clubs play, play a lot of behind closed doors games throughout the season to get people up. So I don't know why you wouldn't just send it. Why would you moan about an extra game where you could send a team out to work things out, which a lot of clubs do in the early rounds um, as well. And at the end of the day, you know, as it gets down there, let's put it this way. If we were to get rid of the cup competitions... Ralph Ragnick wouldn't have any success in his career. Right. To be fair, to be fair, right. Listen, I've 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 always had a bit of a fondness for the League Cup. I've had some really good memories in the League Cup um over the years. But I think he was a bit of a loaded question. And he sort of said, Well, you know, in, in Germany or wherever, we don't have two domestic cup competitions. So I'm a bit surprised at that it was it was like it was kind of a little bit leading, like they were sort of saying to him, you know, about the League Cup and how mm. he's not used to having two domestic cup competitions. It's kind of where he was coming from. And I, I think it push comes to shove. I don't think it was like he's coming here and he's gone, Oh, what the League Cup, as you said, he's not even in it. Like, we need to get rid of that. He was asked the question about it and he just said that's not something I'm used to, sort of thing. 
it does surprise me a little bit. That that's what's going on, especially with, with the games coming thick and fast. But a lot of these foreign managers, and you know, this is not me being sort of xenophobic, they come over here and they are surprised at what goes on in the winter because a lot of them have a winter break. They are surprised they've got two domestic cup competitions because it's a bit of a rarity in some countries. So I think that there is a little bit of them flagging it up and whatever, and you know, this isn't what we're used to, or this this can be a bit of a pile up. But I think for us fans who are used to it, who do know the tradition and you know, I think this was one of the first years in, in uh, first times in years we didn't have a Boxing Day fixture at United. Used to the Boxing Day fixture, used to the, the Christmas period being busy. Used to having that, you know, back in the day when I used to drink, having that hangover, sat there in my seat at Old Trafford, hung over to death, watching us playing Sunderland or whatever on an early kickoff, dying. You kind of get used to it and you kind of like it. <laughs> but when the manager's coming in from overseas, they look at it and they go, this kind of don't make sense. This isn't what we're used to. But I think I'm with you, Max, from a fan's perspective. It's not something I'm looking at going, we need to fix this. We need to change this. And I think a big argument has always been, it'll help international football, it'll help England football and all this nonsense, which I'm not really fussed about, to be honest with you. Yeah, that helping international football thing was a load of nonsense anyway, because England reached the semi-finals of the World Cup without having a clear-cut winter exactly, break. Do you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? And English teams have been dominating at certain parts in the Champions League as well without a winter fixture. That was a load of nonsense. But I tell you what, Ralph didn't say, get rid of the cup. I heard two specific words, speak about it and discuss it. Do you get me? So yeah. there's a lot of people. It was, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was clickbait, really, wasn't it? It was like, oh, yeah, but check it. To get rid of it, like when he was a yeah, bit but, sort of a loaded question. What does he want to talk about? Yeah, but check it. He wants to talk about. Yeah, obviously he wants to talk about, all right, okay, is that is that the way it is? All right, he might turn around and say, do you know what, it's probably better for the bigger teams to be out of the competition and let the other, the lower teams or the lower leagues still get that financial package, still get the money and a better chance of winning a trophy, innit? He might, he, might, he might have that opinion of it. Who knows? But I heard speak and discuss, so I don't want anyone out there saying he said, let's get rid of it. He didn't say that at all. Do you get me? Because and let's not forget... And let's not forget, when Pep first come to um, to Manchester and come to Premier League, he was talking about the under-23 should get scrapped and, and we should have B teams and, and, and all the top teams should have B teams. When Klopp first come, he was moaning about the fixture list. So what happens is guys come in, they get asked their opinion on how English football is and they get and they give their answers in it, which is yeah, fair enough. But to, personally, for me, the fixture list in the winter time, do you know what it's like to me? You know the Tour de France? You know when you're cycling yeah, and you're watching, they have, they have those long straights and they have the nice windy roads with scenic routes and all that but then they get to a point in the race and there's an uphill struggle and it's a tight one and they've got to put all the back into it and it's difficult and they're sweating hard and it's the hardest part of the race they always say this is the hardest part of the tour that's what the winter break is for me Premier League football it's the hardest part of the season isn't it? and everyone's got to show show their ability to be able to cope with that whether it's using players you don't usually use whether it's managers having to put in new systems whether it's adopting changing the training programme adapting to the conditions to me it's just that it's like four weeks, three weeks, December to January, where you've got to slog it out in it and you've got to get yeah. everything right to get those points that can either make or break your season. Because let's not forget, two seasons ago, or was it a season half ago, United were 14 points behind Leicester at Christmas, ended up finishing yeah. above Leicester at the end of the season. Do you get me? So it yeah, is man. what it is, isn't it? You know what I mean? And everyone's got a point of view and Klopp, Klopp like, like, likes a moan, innit? Do you know what I'm saying? But like Mike was saying, there's players there that managers don't really rate, and and that's why. So when they have to start using them, that, that that's when they start getting <laughs> start getting angry and all that. You get me? But yeah, man, it is what it is. But talking about players and all that, right? What I used to, yeah, your player. I want to know your player of 2021. Yeah, for 
for United, Jay, and your best yeah. moment of 2021 for Manchester United. Talk to me. Mate, I mean, this is... You could have asked me... I wish we'd have done this podcast... 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> this is like one of the worst years to be saying this. Really, where we're going to start? I'm trying to think of positives this this in the, this calendar year. And there's not been. All right, I'll start not, for you then. Rented back then, to be fair, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, my my player of 2021 for United, I'd probably say De Gea, you know. Because right. he's fought back from adversity. He was getting cussed left, right. He was saying yeah. he was finished. He was this, he was that. Henderson yeah. was about to take his spot. He was saying to Hayes, finished. And do you know what? He fought yeah. through all of that. He come back. He claimed the number one spot. And no one ain't talking about Dean Henderson anymore. Dean Henderson's yeah. chilling, watching from a cold bench. His knees are cracking. His ankles are <laughs> banging. Do you know what I mean? Because he's freezing. Because De Gea is in that net. And guess what? He's making vital saves. Do you know what I mean? So I'd say my player of 2021, is De Gea. My moment of 2021 at United. Do you know what, do you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to yeah, say, yeah. Can, go on. Can, I, can I give you mine? And you might laugh at this, man. Finish mine. I want to say before you say it, Casey. I know you're one. an eager beaver and all that. I'm scared you're going to say the same thing and I'm going to like all right, Well, don't be scared, so just listen. <laughs> Nah, my, my guy wanted to get in there before me, you know, so he's like, right, you copied me, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> right, so check it, yeah. I'd say my moment of 2021 was Ronaldo. No! Hey, no! Oh, don't say it's the same. Is it the same one? Ronaldo's return. Was that it? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Oh, That's come on. That's why, man, I knew you were going to say that. I wanted to get in there 12 seconds yeah, before but- you. Go yeah, on. but I've been Pacific. It, 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 yo, the two goals against Newcastle in it, they had to yeah, be that. It. Oh, <laughs> it all happened that day, yeah. Yeah, man. Fans back in the ground. Like, do you know what? I'll, you know, I'll, do you know what? I'll change it then, right? Because it's a bit too bob in it. It was both having the same thing, especially the way it's panning out in a minute. But Go I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'll say the, the the opening game at Old Trafford against Leeds. Yeah, the, the atmosphere yeah. was banging. I hate Leeds. Battered him. Absolutely battered him off the pitch. Varane's announced before the game, parading him about. That was just a mint day, mint atmosphere, watching us turn them over. Even when they scored, it was funny because they were still celebrating their goal when Mason got out <laughs> So even that, even that was good. So yeah, I'll go with the Leeds game. That was my moment of 2021 because it felt yeah. good to sort of... We missed the 6-2 because there was no fans in the ground. So, so, so be yeah. in the ground to see us beat one of our old rivals the way we did. Yeah, it was just... It was proper mint, it was. Uh, it, yeah, is, it my, is it my turn, Pundi? Oh, yeah, go on, go on, mate. Go on, go on. <laughs> Sorry to uh, interrupt your, your reunion about a 36-year-old coming back. So, I, I will go for the obvious one, winning the Premier League title. Oh, God. Yeah, I will go for that one, you know. That's too yeah. easy, you, you winning the Premier League title. And, you know, I, I won't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. So, what I do, I'll come down the level. So, it was a, it's a weird one, this. Um, so, what I'll do is I'll go for... Moment first, and then I'll move on to player because it kind of segues into the ball. So it's not a trophy, but for me, biggest moment was getting to the Champions League final. Um, okay. Outside of winning the Premier League title, of course, was getting yeah. to the Champions League <laughs> final. I just think that there was a, a it was big for us that we've we've got to a, a, the European final now, so we, we we've, we've got past that there, and now it's a case of now it's the next step. Whether it happens this year or the year to come, I think just getting to a final was big. And integral to that, um, for me, towards the back end of it, um, towards the back end of last season, and this season's current top scorer for me is Riyad Mahrez. Uh, I know the obvious answer would have been Ruben Diaz, this, that, the other, but uh, for me, 
you can't win football matches without scoring goals and that. And I think towards the back end of last year, um, Riyad Mahrez, his form was frightening. And this year, he's not playing as much as probably you would have liked, but he's still our top goal scorer. And when he has, um, he, he is playing, he's, he's contributing well. And that's a consistency across 12 months. I can take shorter periods. You can pick Bernardo Silva in patches. You can pick Cadogan in, in patches. As I said, Ruben Diaz. Um, but yeah, over the course of that last 12 months, I think Riyad Mahrez, is, for me, has been the player um, of 2021 for C. I didn't give you my player, actually, Pundit. Go on then, Martin. And I, I'm just going to... just. Do you know what? Just because a bit of the feel-good factor and I like the way he plays and he's always... he's You know, the crowd love him. He's got a couple of good chants there as well. And he's one of those that when he plays, he's always decent for us. And I'm going to give it Cavani. I just think the last... The injuries have yeah. hampered him a lot. But he's played about any... four games. Nah, he's played... <laughs> come on. He's, <laughs> he's played five. <laughs> right. No, like... He was, I mean, he was the only one in the Europa League final who came out of that with any credit, to be fair to him. And, like, he has... The only sort of downside has been a lack of games. But when he's played, he's played well. Got some big goals. And, yeah, he's got that little bit of swagger that the, the number seven shirt deserves. So, I'll give it him. Yeah, man. Big up Cavani, big up Mares. Do you get me? Like, listen... He was your player, that... sorry, Pundit. Um, De Gea. He picked oh, yeah. De Gea, didn't he? Yeah, De Gea, yeah. I thought he'd done all right. Do you know what I yeah. mean? But, yeah, man. So, obviously, 2022 is around the corner, isn't it? So, obviously, both clubs are doing their thing. City, uh, do you know what I mean? Are doing their thing very well at the moment. United United have got improvements to make. You get me? But, um, yeah, it's one of them. Obviously, it's been a mad weekend. It's been a mad time as we're living in. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, listen, do you know what? RIP to all the people that have passed away during these ta- these bad times. You get me? Rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? We can't forget them people still. Do you know what I mean? Before we leave for the for like to like to sign off on 2021, do you know what I mean? So yeah, but listen, people, it's that time again, isn't it? Like we've come to the end of the podcast for this year. And I just want to send a special thanks, you get me like to all the people that have been tuning in. You know, what I mean we started this what six months ago or so, do you know yeah. what I mean? So to everyone across the world, not even just in England, do you know what I mean, around the globe that have clicked on the link, do you know what I mean, tuned in and stayed with it, do you know what I mean? It is what it is. But um, but yeah, man, I like 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 we said at the start, you know, it's three man Kenyans, you know what I mean? Just talking about United and City and everything. But listen, people, you know where we're at. We're at Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Google and all that. Do you know what I'm saying? So make sure you tell a friend you know the drill as we do. And you know what time it is, it's three points in the gaff. And listen, Mike's and we've got Motty. Yeah, make sure you go and follow them on Twitter as well. Do you know what I mean? Because we're still on there talking our talk as well, as well as on the podcast and all of that. Do you know what I mean? So from me. From Mike's and from Motty, I just want to wish everybody a happy new year, innit? And a blessed new year. Car. Listen, life out here is mad, innit? We don't know what's around the corner. But listen, hopefully the football stays the course of the rest of the season, innit? And good luck to both clubs, you know what I'm saying? May the best man win, do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, people, for 2021, we're out, we're gone, and we'll see you on the other side, yeah? In a bit. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.